nonsense and nostalgia with Bimo the Prince. Some mom brought her daughter over to me at a restaurant and she was like, I don't know who you are, but my daughter said you're the millennial guy. And Lauren Ray. A cool mom. What is that? Not me. I just record audio in the closet and I never shower. Sponsored by Coast. Coast is the next level wellness shot built for modern life, created by a cancer researcher. And yeah, we have your discount code coming for you. Coming up. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, ladies and germs, nonsense and nostalgia. We're the Millennial Prince and the badass chick talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of the 90s. I'm not going to lie. I feel like we're coming into this episode and life has sort of today beat the bag out of us. So, Oh, yes. Very, very so much just, so. And... <laughs> As, Just, as you we're know, doing be patient. This, I know. And as we're doing this, my Apple like music thing just like popped up, which who asked that to open? <laughs> so now I can't see you. Oh, so give me a second. It's but all right, yes, I'm here. Life, Just life has beaten us to crap. I just stepped yeah. in pee on my way up here because we're potty training, so that was fun. Mm. Um, my kid fell today and she broke her glasses, which we just bought, which were $500. Um, so, oh, uh-huh. oh, so not expensive at all. No. So thankfully they're like, oh no, we can just replace one lens for 20. I'm like, that's way better. So thank God. So yeah. So how are you? Um, all right. I guess I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm having a heart attack, but if we get through, if we don't get through the episode, then we'll know. Okay. <laughs> Great. Are you all right? So, uh, yeah, we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, I don't know how to phrase this. I, I don't think I'm very jokey today. I have like real things I wish to discuss. That yeah, let's do like, it. Aren't like heavy, but just like I think important. Um, so the first thing is uh, I did stand up for the first time ever. Yes. Okay. So I texted you and was like, "Tell me everything about it." And you're like, "Save it for the podcast," which is a fair response. But tell me everything about it. Hell yeah, ratings, baby. I know. Uh, so um, let's just start off by saying I spent the entire day leading up to it like crapping bricks like pure bricks all afternoon dude the expression crap your pants i never understood until Mm. i did my first shift on the radio solo when i was really young like in my early 20s and i literally felt like the poop was falling out of my anus (laughs) it is just like your stomach is just like we are going to ruin this it's a whole thing. Um, and it's funny because I'm not someone that usually gets, like, nervous and scared yeah, and, right. like, whatever in those senses for stuff like that. Like, I'm sort of, like, into the attention. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you're really good at hosting. So, like, that yeah, is a form of hosting, but it is different. It is different in that I think when you're hosting something, if you're funny, it's a plus. Yes. Like, if you're entertaining, it's a bonus. So you can come from a place of confidence being like, I'm pretty funny. So these people have a good time. (laughs) When you come to do stand up, like everyone is sitting there, arms folded, like make me laugh, clown. And (laughs) it is like, that's the expectation. Sure. And it like it comes with uh, being the TikTok guy who does comedy on social media. So like there's also the expectation like you're going to be really funny. Right. And I'm like, I, I don't know. But how did it go? I wish we lived closer. I would have loved to have seen you. Oh, it was so. I I got dry mouth. Okay, I was terrified. <laughs> like I literally brought a. I I drink this gallon jug all day long. Yeah, and like it's just for the day. I refilled it just so I wouldn't be like. <laughs> while I was. 
Because I was I was about to leave the house and I was like, my dry mouth is so bad that I can't imagine what it's going to be like in 20 minutes. Sure, sure. Um, but Sarah came and that was cool. And uh, one of my other like friends that I hadn't seen in a while came. And that was uh, it. I didn't tell like a lot of people. Yeah. I kept it kind of hush hush. And it was fun. Good. It was like pretty fun. It wasn't. It's funny because I can now see why people work out their material because it wasn't like I did bad. But as I did it, I was like, I now see I could have cut this and got to this. Yes. And it's and it's such like an it's like a live editing thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it it was fine. I got some laughs. I think the the funniest part that I, I said to all the other people that were there, the other comedians, I was like, I was terrified. And then finally, when I got up here, I don't know why. But you know how, like, so many stand-up comics will take the mic off the mic stand and then, like, they'll start by just chatting it up and moving the mic stand? Yes. So I know I can't just stand there and be whatever. I would have to, like, at least pace as I'm talking. Yeah, 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 me too. And so I grabbed the mic and started moving the mic stand, and they played the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as my walk-up music. Okay. So then just out of nowhere, I was like, yeah, by the way, I'm from the South Shore. Nowhere near West Philadelphia. And, like, a few people (laughs) laughed, and I was like... Oh, okay. And I'm moving the mic stand. I was like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm here. This is it. I didn't even start my set yet. I just said Aww. a random... I don't even know why I said it. It just left my mouth out of nervousness. Right, right, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is great. And it was an all-female lineup, And they, aside from me. Cool. And they, the um, people that I did it for, they do a once-a-month show. And it's female-hosted, and 90% of the time, it's an all-female lineup. Awesome. So then my second thing that I said that also wasn't part of the set I had planned, I was like, so I would be the almost in your almost all female lineup. And they and I got a second laugh and I was like, all right, we're good. <laughs> I'm like, so if, glad, though. If nothing else happens, at least I got those two laughs. So Dude, that's great. But I the the part of it that I think is big is. The same thing that kind of happened to me today because I had my first acting class as well, which oh, I was terrified yeah. for. Yeah. Also got dry mouth, which <laughs> like everyone told me I'd get dry mouth when I proposed and I didn't. But these things I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. But both of those things terrified me leading yeah. into like terrified. But I bring this up simply because I want people to like go tackle what scares them now. Yes. And I want to be one of those advocates for it because there has never been anything that I was more scared or nervous for than that stand-up set and some of like this class that I had to take. Sure. And afterwards, it it's like everything else kind of clicks and you're like, you know what? I just conquered that huge fear. I am good. Right. My vibe for the next like six days was through the roof. That's awesome, dude. Seriously. So, and it's strictly because like there was a fear. You did it. You did good enough, well enough Mm -hmm. and survived it. And then someone said to me after I finished one of the other comedians, they were like, well, there you go. The worst one's out of the way. You, you did it. Yeah. How'd that feel? So, yeah. So, yeah. like, now it's just you go back, you do it again. So, the biggest thing I think I want to say to people is, like, man, it is a it is a beast when you conquer a fear. Yes. Like, f- fears can be debilitating. They can. Yeah. But when you take one on, man, it is. Whew. That's awesome, dude. I'm really happy for you. I say it all the time, but <laughs> you're going to be 
such a huge star and you're going to be like, what podcast? <laughs> I just, <laughs> no, I'm just going to be I'm happy to be your friend. <laughs> it, maybe the traje- trajectory of what our podcast is changes, but we're still going to be doing it. So <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> like, I've, you got to diversify. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully then we'll have like, Six trillion sponsors. We'll be making so oh, much money. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, and then this other thing, just to uh, speaking of fears, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to double back per our last episode. Okay. Per my last email, um, <laughs> when we discussed Squid Games, I watched it. Oh my god! What'd you think? Finally, bucked up and watched it, and I'm not gonna lie. One. I fussed about watching things that are dubbed over because it always like just confuses my sure. simple brain. <laughs> but one wasn't a problem at all. Okay. Two, uh, it was wild and aggressive, but good. Yeah. Like that's it's what I've heard. A- well, did you see something where the the person who created it was shopping Squid Game around for I yeah. think close to ten years, and every major network mm-hmm. public whatever was like no thanks and then look i mean now it's like i think the the largest streamed or cl- it's like holding some sort of record so yeah yeah it's global like yeah literally go- global it is i thought it was actually really good in how it's super zany it's super it's a lot to kind of digest is it dark no, I don't think. Oh, uh, okay. I wouldn't describe it as dark per se. I wouldn't say it's light. Yeah, I mean, but... <laughs> I, I see people getting shot. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is definitely like, there's a lot of I think narratives in it. There's a lot of you see a lot of different perspectives and a lot of kind of just down on luck. That's why they're here, kind of thing. Yeah, and a ton of stuff. Cool. A ton of stuff to like go through it, and it's and it's pretty wild. So I would say watch it, but <laughs> but you got to be like you got to buckle up because especially early there's some fudged up stuff that you're yeah, dude. See. Seriously, well I uh, I actually just called my prescriber and said that I need to go back on meds. Um, so once I'm back on them, I think I'll be in a better place and I'd be happy well, to watch. So I'll let you know. <laughs> we'll, uh, well then we will loop back there. <laughs> <laughs> well then there we go good as gold there we go yo so um we've been talking about how we've had just like kind of days today for some reason and it's really mm. funny because i i like right before this episode i reached in and i was like i kind of want a high noon and then i was also like maybe i should do something a little better for my body so i kind of slammed a coast before we started which is great um Smart. so i know so <laughs> coast is the next level wellness shop built for modern life created by a cancer researcher it's basically an all-in-one drink that combines cutting edge ingredients with other essentials like antioxidants vitamins and other crucial nutrients it's not meant to fix you it is just meant to help your body rebuild after you've torn it down all day so i actually mm. worked out today which i haven't done in forever um peloton okay. dance Dance cardio season two. It was so <laughs> Let's good. get it. Dude, Let's get it, it. So fun. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I just felt like I was kind of running myself ragged and needed a little pick me up and decided it t- it's like seriously, we talk about this all the time, but the taste is so citrusy and so freaking yummy. It kind of like smacks you in the face and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, okay, I can I can do this. I can start this day. It's aggressive, but in a good way. Good way, right. Exactly. 
100 percent it's a nice way to describe it yet i'll just wake you up and you're like all right let's do this so you can use code nonsense for 20 percent off at coastdrink.com and it was created by a cancer researcher i always like to throw that out there because it is backed by science yes mm-hmm. and like smart science people not just like oh yeah facebook oh, yeah. science people yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i know those people all right so uh i want to shout out <laughs> the username is murray smith so man woman uh couple um cool cool either way i don't know what i don't know who but whoever you are they said that our podcast is so fun an easy listen and they binge when they're on the treadmill and now they love their treadmill time so in the grand scheme of things we're getting people healthy oh man i wish i could make myself healthy i'm gonna listen to myself when i'm on peloton i don't need to listen to uh, emma lovewell telling me what to do i'll just listen to myself <laughs> be great right well we help where we can we're yeah. also a fitness podcast apparently so exactly. here we are i love that and shout out to erica hernandez she sent me a video of uh nick lachey and lance bass and a bunch of other boy band dudes singing dad songs because we had talked about how limp biscuit oh, came yes. out with a dad song so it was really sweet that is excellent oh, <laughs> i still stand by it now uh i want to talk about a thing that oh my god i don't god. really know how to present it but I- it is a, th- a topic I just saw it on our notes. You're going yeah. here, huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Dave Chappelle and cancel culture and all the comments he made. Uh-huh. First, let me put that I love Dave Chappelle for this reason. I think he usually aggressively tackles tough topics, but he will ha- give you an aggressive joke and then give you like a really thought out, intelligent uh, like little point, a little nugget after where you're like, whoa, okay, yeah, that, yeah. wow, okay, and and it usually comes that way, right? Some people, their comedy is like, um, here's this funny little relatable thing that we can mm-hmm. all agree with, but his is very like, let me comment on society, and I know some yeah. people like it and some people don't, mm-hmm. and it's and lots of his commentary is brilliant. I agree. This this was one time. That I can say, I I think I know what he was trying to say, but it almost felt like a little bit of a lazy effort to say it. And he got a gr- way more aggressive than I think you could ever deliver a message with. Yeah. And I was just like, huh. Are you oh. talking about his most recent special where he refers to the trans mm-hmm. community? Yeah. Obviously, now then the cancel people. I don't even know what you would like people who the don't cancellation like police. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like obviously came for his soul. Yeah. And I think that like so I've seen people defending him and people, you know, ripping him apart. And I think it's gone to two extremes where it's like comedy doesn't need to be offensive. Like I agree I with that's, that. That's the one thing I think people are, are starting to get lost in because I know comedians often go to uh, well, you can't even make a joke anymore and you have to walk all over the eggshells to try and make a joke and make sure you don't offend anyone. And I think you can make comedy not offensive. If you really don't want to try and tackle it, I don't think you have to. I think if you're funny, you can do it without it. Mm-hmm. When I post something, like I posted a Kanye West video at one time and then I went, you know what? I don't like this for me and I just deleted it. No one came at me for it and I deleted it not because it wasn't like, funny or because i was like aggressive with it but because i was like you know what 
homeboy's going through some stuff, and you know what? I don't, I don't know his life. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to attack person like people individually. And so I didn't. But you can avoid it if you just like. I think so, too. There are certain comedians that stand out to me, like Bill Burr, for example. I know people love Bill Burr, and he's super, super successful. He talks a lot about cancel culture and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but personally, I think, like, you could find funnier material and find, like, like some of his stuff feels... old and like he's like the old man being like I'm now old and I'm gonna get canceled and I just I don't know I'm this is not a a good topic for me I feel like I have nothing to say because I don't I like I feel like it's so important to listen to other people and how they feel and their experiences and I'm like oh man I don't know what I'm doing so so that's why I like that you say that because on the other end of it on the other end of cancel culture yeah I think it's almost unfair unfair for the cancelers to not even sort of give people their, in the same respect, not understand where they're coming from. Do you know what I mean? Because not everyone who says something or cracks an outlandish joke is a racist oh, or yeah. is this. And I think sometimes we get so lost in the cut and dry oh. and the black and white and the yes and no of it that, no, just like, listen, I assure you, if I got uber famous tomorrow, if you saw me <laughs> on like in... Me and The Rock were just best buds tomorrow. Uh-huh. I can assure you someone would go down through my Twitter feed and then be like, by the way, he said this in 2013. I'd be like, I sure did. But also I was an idiot then and yeah. didn't realize what I was saying. Yeah. And like, I think it's 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 a tough place where I think just the whole thing in general has got me thinking of like, we need to just stop pointing fingers at each other and start giving a crap about each other yeah. instead. Oh, well that It'll I, make I'm, it so much easier. I'm so on board for, I definitely think that because of the internet, it makes it a lot easier for people to kind of forget that other people are human. Yeah. And I think what we have to do is offer forgiveness and understanding and saying, how mm-hmm. old are these people when certain things happened? Um, what was the world like? Because so much has changed it, it culturally, and I think for the better. You know, like the the R word would never yes. Yes. catch me saying that, and you have not caught me saying that truly since like fourth or fifth grade. Like I even I yep. I, I hate that that was yep. like quote unquote a thing. Cool, yes, yeah, a thing is a better word than cool. Yeah. I hate that that was even a thing. But obviously we learn and we say that's not okay. Dude, when people, I know people that say it now and I'm like, excuse me, what now? Yeah. uh, (laughs) You didn't get the memo that that's incredibly disgusting and offensive. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, the the whole thing I was trying to, the point I was trying to make is just that I think the people who might say something offensive should just (laughs) take a stop. Zoom just stopped recording. Did Zoom just stop? If you're listening to this, it's just me right now. Um, I don't know oh. what's happening. Well, Bimo I don't know. I'm still recording. My... I can hear you just fine. Dude, you can, can you hear, hear me? me? <laughs> this Zoom. This is a perfect, perfect uh, example of how our day has been going. You froze, and You're so back. I just, I just started you talking froze to everybody. For a second. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> Could you hear me? No, not at all. <laughs> no. I can hear everything you said. This was fun. It was oh kind my God. of creepy. We should probably wrap this up. This has been a long episode of yes. just things going deeply wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the final point I was trying to make is just that if you're the people saying bad things, just listen to the 
to the people saying, hey, you offended me. Yes. And the people who are canceling, just listen to them when they say, oh, my bad. Yes. I think that's easy enough. Let's I just like give that. a crap about people. Be human about it. I like that a lot. And, and my real quick weirdness of the week is that I all of them have to do with me in the gym locker room for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And... The other day I was sitting there and you it's always about the like the naked old dudes. But I was sitting after a workout just trying to get my breath back and like pack up my stuff. And some guy started his like process of changing. But he got there was no one else in the area whips off his towel. And I had a butt, a bare booty that was at least at most, I would say, six inches from the side of my cheek. Oh, God, that's so wrong. And he was old, it was wrinkly, and he was just like living his life. And I was like, guy, what? What are we doing? And there were like, there was like, uh, I don't want to, not like other people in the way, but there was like, it's a weird, it's weird to try and describe how it was set up, but it was like I couldn't necessarily escape from it. Yeah. And yeah, I was just was like stuck, like, stuck, like <laughs> right there. So just, huh, to any person, just, just, Give me my space. You don't don't put, your put your butt your... in Bimo's face. Your bare naked booties. Anywho. <laughs> that is all. Uh, all right. We'll see you in a couple days. <laughs> yes. And uh, follow us. At Lauren Ray. Right. L-O-R-E-N-R-A-Y-E. And at Bimo the Prince. B-M-O the Prince. We warned you off the top that this was going to be rough. So here we you really are. did. <laughs> don't right. say we didn't warn you.